Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and the clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Jeremy Novak from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thank you for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Gennetto, the director of Mayo Clinic's Metals Lab in Rochester, Minnesota, to discuss a recent study showing that using synovial fluid measurements of cobalt and chromium were superior to whole blood and serum cobalt and chromium measurements in predicting local tissue destruction in failed hip arthroplasty constructs. Welcome, Dr. Gennetto, and thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for the opportunity. To get started, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? I earned my Bachelor of Science in Clinical Laboratory Science from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. After working five years as a medical technologist, I went back to school and earned my PhD in Pharmacology and Toxicology at the Medical College of Wisconsin, where my thesis focused on the mechanisms of chromium toxicity in humans. I am board certified by the American Board of Clinical Chemistry and the American Society for Clinical Pathology. Prior to working at Mayo Clinic, I was the Director of Clinical Chemistry and Toxicology at Dynacare Laboratories. I've been here now at Mayo Clinic for almost 10 years, where I serve as the Director of the Metals Laboratory, Director of the Clinical Mass Spectrometry Laboratory, and Director of the Clinical and Forensic Toxicology Laboratory. Great. Thank you for that background. And could you provide us some background on cobalt and chromium testing and when these tests are used in patient care? Absolutely. Both chromium and cobalt are essential trace elements, meaning that we require them for growth, metabolism, and development. For example, chromium enhances the action of insulin. And if you have a deficiency of chromium, it produces a disease similar to diabetes or insulin-resistant glucose tolerance. But too high of a concentration of chromium can also cause toxicity. Cobalt, on the other hand, is an integral part of the vitamin B12 or cobalamin. But again, high concentrations of cobalt can also cause toxicity and damage your heart and lungs. So measuring serum levels of these elements can be useful to help assess deficiency and or toxicity. These elements are also used in alloys used to make metal-on-metal hip implants, which were very popularized due to their enhanced wear profile and ability to use a larger head that reduced some of that post-operative instability. However, the sliding of these metal surfaces could cause some tiny medical particles to wear off the devices into the space around the implant, and this could ultimately get into the bloodstream. And over time, these metal particles could cause damage to the bone and tissue surrounding these implants, leading to adverse local tissue reactions, what is sometimes called adverse reaction to metal debris. I understand you recently completed a study comparing the sensitivity and specificity of cobalt and chromium testing to detect adverse local tissue reactions or adverse reaction to metal debris versus non-metal reactions using synovial fluid versus whole blood samples. Could you tell us a little bit more about this study and the results that you found? Yes. So right now, the United States Food and Drug Administration recommends that orthopedic surgeons should measure metal ions, specifically chromium and cobalt, in symptomatic patients with metal-on-metal hip implants as part of their overall evaluation. They need to make serial measurements of these metal ions in conjunction with the clinical dynamics to really optimize individual patient management and identify if a device may not be functioning properly. 
In the FDA recommendations, they specifically call out that these elements should be measured in EDTA, anticoagulated whole blood, using inductively coupled plasma mass spectrometry. So as a result, the Meadows Laboratory here at Mayo Clinic does offer these elements in whole blood for this purpose. However, our orthopedic group here at Mayo Clinic, led by Drs. Barry, Lee Wallen, Totten, Wiles, and Hudek, wanted to prospectively examine chromium and cobalt concentrations in EDTA whole blood, serum, and synovial fluid in patients undergoing a revision, either due to a metal reaction or a non-metal reaction. And so in this study, we had 53 total hip arthroplasty patients that were enrolled. 27 of these patients were having a revision not due to a metal-on-metal -metal reaction, while 26 patients did have an adverse reaction to metal debris. The world-class metals laboratory here at Mayo Clinic measured the chromium and cobalt concentrations in those three matrices, the EDTA whole blood, serum, and synovial fluid of these patients. And what we found was that in patients with an adverse local tissue reaction, the synovial fluid cobalt and chromium concentrations were 120 and 414 times higher than whole blood chromium and cobalt concentrations, respectively. And so from the study, it was shown that when synovial fluid cobalt concentrations were 19.75 nanograms per mil or higher, it more likely indicated an adverse reaction to metal debris with a sensitivity of 92.3% and a specificity of 96.2%. While synovial fluid chromium concentrations, when these were greater than 16.85 nanograms or higher, it indicated an adverse reaction to metal debris with a sensitivity of 92.3% and a specificity of 92.6%. So in the end, synovial fluid chromium and cobalt concentrations were found to be superior to EDTA whole blood concentrations, which is currently recommended by the FDA. So Dr. Janetta, what would be your recommendation to physicians treating symptomatic patients with metal-on-metal -metal implants for measuring metal ion levels? Well, based on our study, synovial fluid offers superior sensitivity and specificity to identify adverse reaction to metal debris versus non-metal reactions in patients with metal-on-metal -metal hip implants. However, if synovial fluid is not available, EDTA whole blood is the next best specimen type for analysis of chromium and cobalt in metal-on-metal -metal hip implants. And could you provide some detail on the cobalt and chromium synovial fluid tests that we have available at Mayo Clinic Laboratories? Yes, the Metals Laboratory currently offers both chromium and cobalt concentrations individually in synovial fluid. This test is only recommended for patients with metallic prosthetic implants who are symptomatic, meaning they're experiencing pain or inflammation at the site of the implant. The physician would collect at least one mil of synovial fluid, and that would be placed into a metal-free EDTA blood collection tube to prevent contamination of the sample. That sample would then be shipped refrigerated to the laboratory and testing is currently performed weekly on Thursdays. Great, thank you for all that detail and the great background, Dr. Gennetto, and we really appreciate you taking the time with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.